Jeremiah, share number 32. We are in the beginning of chapter 15. We asked a number of rhetorical questions yesterday based on the text. Here we are, chapter 15, Pasuk 5. Who will pity you, O Yerushalayim, and who will shake his head for you? Who will turn aside to inquire after your welfare? Not only is Hashem going to abandon the people, but nobody else will care much about the Jews. You abandoned me, says Hashem. You retreated. Now I shall stretch out my hand against you and I will destroy you. I'm going to scatter them with a winnowing fork throughout the cities of the world. I bereaved and annihilated my people, but they did not turn back from their ways. Again, the understanding is, and we hear it today as well, that our circumstances are an indication of our connection with Hashem. So if things are unusual, if we are being scattered, if we're not based in our homeland, then that's an indication that Hashem is not content. Their widows were more numerous before me than the sand of the seas. This gives you an indication of how much death there was. She who gave birth to seven children is distressed. Her soul is distraught. Her sun set while it was still daytime. She was shamed and disgraced. Now I shall deliver their remnant to the sword before their enemies. The word of Hashem. Pretty miserable stuff. Woe is me, mother that gave birth to me, a man of strife and a man of controversy for all the land. I did not lend money, nor did anyone lend me, yet everyone curses me. Jeremiah moans. Once again, we get his little insights that he is hated for having proclaimed the word of Hashem and wishes he had never, ever been born. Woe is me. Like, Mom, why did you give birth to me? So Hashem's then chirps it. A remnant will remain for good. Good for you in the end. I will make your enemy and treat you at a time of distress and at a time of travail. This is one of those weird verses that actually means the following. This is a promise. Hashem assures Jeremiah that the destruction will not be total and that his opponents will beg him to pray for them. Can ordinary iron smash northern iron alloyed with copper? The iron weapons of Israel cannot beat the powerful invaders from the north. I shall deliver your fortune and your treasuries as spoils. And I shall cause you to pass over to your enemies in a land you do not know. For a fire has been kindled in my wrath and it burns against you. You know, Hashem, here's Jeremiah's throwing in his perspective. Remember me, think of me, and sort out my enemies. In your patience with them, don't take my life. I mean, Jeremiah knows that God is slow to anger. We say it in those 13 principles. So don't be so patient with them that I end up losing. I have borne disgrace for you. As soon as you speak to me, I devour them. Your words for me are joy and gladness in my heart because your name was proclaimed upon me. I don't sit in the company of revelers and celebrate because of your mission. I, I sit alone. Why has my pain become everlasting and my wound acute? It doesn't want to be healed. 
Therefore, thus says, says Hashem, if you repent, I will bring you back. Let you stand before me. If you bring forth an honorable person from a glutton, you will be like my own mouth. They will return to you and you will not have to return to them. And I'll make you like a fortified copper wall against this people. They will battle you, but they will not be able to overcome you. For I am with you to save you and rescue you. I shall rescue you from the hand of the wicked. Shall redeem you from the grip of the powerful. Hashem's telling Jeremiah that he had spoken irreverently to him. Has to repent for what he said. Only then will he be God's prophet. If he succeeds in transforming people into penance, then Hashem will bring them back. It all will be good. Don't speak badly against the Jewish people. Not a smart move. Have a great day.